God Conversations with Tanya Harris. So let me ask you that question. What does God sound? <laughs> well, you know, thunder, lightning. <laughs> Mother Teresa, someone asked her, when does God speak to you? And she said, whenever he wants. So essentially the Bible is a collection of God Conversations, if you like. I had a vision of a car accident and I'm sitting on the couch thinking, why have I just seen this? How could I know if God was speaking to me? How could I know that that or that thought was actually just me thinking about, oh, I've said some bad pizza. Jesus said we'd recognise his voice. It was never meant to be a one-way conversation. We spend one-third of our lives asleep. And while we're asleep, we dream for about one to two hours a night. And sometimes those dreams end up as nightmares. You may know the feeling you're being chased or attacked by some fiendish character, or you find yourself in a death-defying situation and you wake up terrified. The nightmare feels so real, your body is sweating and you feel traumatized. Nightmares are common in children, but adults get them too. What are nightmares? Where do they come from? And how do we deal with them? Hi, and welcome to episode 56 of the podcast. My name is Tanya Harris, and I'm a pastor, speaker, and director of God Conversations, a ministry that equips you to recognize and respond to God's voice. Well, today on the show, we're talking about how to deal with nightmares. At God Conversations, we talk about how God speaks in dreams, but we also want to look at what else is happening in our dreams so that we can discern the difference. Well, welcome to the show. It is great to have you listening in today, whether you are a regular listener or a brand new listener. I've just come back from a really intense uh, period of travel, and I know there's going to be new listeners from countries like Estonia, Denmark and Malaysia had such a great time in those different countries and really taking the message of God conversations further and further afield. So if you're a new listener today from any of those places, a special welcome to you. So let's talk about what to do with nightmares. It's a question that comes up, particularly when I'm ministering on the topic of how do I hear God's voice in dreams? Sometimes people get nightmares and clearly nightmares don't appear to be from God. So what do I do with them? How do I stop them and why are they coming to me? So we're going to talk about this topic. Well, first of all, what is a nightmare? Well, obviously, nightmares are vivid and scary dreams. They often wake us up and people can have nightmares regularly and often there are themes that come up, reoccurring themes that come up. There's a sense of of being chased or of being attacked and, and often fear is a really big element and the fear often wakes us up at night. It can be a real health issue. For children, often nightmares come and they experience monsters or ghosts chasing them, and they again wake up very scared. So it's important what we do with them. And often people just say, well, don't worry about them, they'll go away, but they don't always go away. And often they indicate something that's going on that needs addressing. So the solution is not just to pretend they're not there and to say, don't worry about it. We need to talk about where are they coming from? And once we know where they're coming from, we can also know how to deal with them. Well, science identifies some reasons for nightmares and sometimes they talk about, well, they come because of our diet, they come because of poor sleep. But I want to talk to you about three 
options. And it's important, again, to find out where are they coming from because the source of the nightmare will give us some indicator about how to handle them. And typically when we talk about these sorts of areas, we talk about three different sources, God, number one, the second one being the enemy or evil spirits, and the third one being ourselves or natural dreams. So the first option, does the nightmare come from God? Well, the first option would seem we can eliminate that straight away. God doesn't give us nightmares. In fact, everything he says brings the fruit of the Spirit. The voice of God is the continuing voice of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and therefore everything the Spirit says is going to be consistent with the character and nature of God, who is always good and who's always loving. And the fruit of his voice speaking to us will always be kindness and peace and love and truth. It will always set us free. It won't bring fear and anxiety and stress. So clearly, nightmares, by definition, are not from God. But at the same time, I think it's important to delineate that between a nightmare and a warning dream, because often God does speak to us in our dreams to give us warnings, and those warnings can in their own way be a little bit scary. But when it's a God dream, it's given to us for our protection. And because of that, it will always contain some sort of solution. It may scare you at first, but that's to alert you to the problem, but then also to lead you out of the problem. I think of that scripture in Job chapter 33, verse 14 to 18. It says this, that God does speak now one way or another in a dream or in a vision of the night. God speaks in our ears and he may terrify us with warnings to turn us from wrongdoing, to keep us from pride, to preserve our lives from the pit. So there is a God who wants to speak to us and he wants to protect us and he wants to lead us into freedom and into truth. And so he might use a dream to speak to us about those areas. I've heard a number of these kind of warning dreams. I remember one story that I read of a young woman who had a dream and in the dream she saw her young toddler son and her toddler was lying face down in the water. They had a, a pond in their backyard and the and the little boy was lying down with his face down in the water. And she, she woke up out of it in shock. And she went to check on her little boy and discovered that he had broken through the gate and he was face down in the pond. And because of that dream, she saved his life. And that's the kind of thing that God will do. It may sort of shock us or scare us, first of all, but he does speak to us to warn us, to protect us. And so we need to be aware of what God's saying and then also to look at the fact that God is giving us a solution but also to reiterate that any warning dream is going to lead us into freedom. It's going to protect us. It's going to bring us from into safety. It will never leave you with that feeling of fear or dread or anxiety. The second option is that the nightmare could come from the enemy. And the truth is that behind the scenes of the natural world, there is a spiritual world. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 says that our wrestle is not against material things primarily. It's against flesh and it's not against flesh and blood. It's against the 
the powers that exist behind the scenes, the rulers against authorities, against the powers of this dark world and the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. You know, when Jesus walked the planet, he pointed us to the reality of the spiritual realm. In fact, he did many things while on earth. He taught truths about the kingdom. He healed people who were sick, but he also cast out demons. In fact, wherever he went, these demonic manifestations seemed to appear and he would often pray for people to be delivered. He confronted the forces of evil in the world and he came to set us free. And then he gave us a pattern of prayer. He said in the Lord's Prayer that we should pray to be delivered from evil. And the truth is that God speaks to us in dreams. I think our spirits are more open often in dreams. But at the same time, the enemy also comes when we're vulnerable, which is also while we're sleeping. And sometimes our nightmares will have that demonic influence over them. So what do we do in those situations? Well, I was talking to a lady recently and she spoke of a time many years ago when her husband had left her. There had been a whole range of infidelity in the marriage and lots of betrayal and it was a really horrendous time for her. But she told me that around that time she started having very vivid nightmares. And on a number of occasions she remembers this this terrible feeling of being strangled in the night such that she could hardly talk. And she was a Christian, she knew God, so she knew that the weapon that she had to fight against that was to call on the name of Jesus. And that's exactly what she did. And as she did that, those enemy forces immediately left her. The truth is that there is a spiritual battle that's going on and that can come and oppress us in our dreams. And there have been many stories of people who have confronted ugly creatures in their dreams and, you know, that's associated with the feeling of dread and of death and of fear. And the way to handle those kind of nightmares is to pray. It's to call on the power of the name of Jesus and to understand that the spirit that is in us is more powerful than the spirit that is in the world and that we need to handle those spiritual dreams with spiritual weapons. And if that's something that you don't feel comfortable doing, it's about also getting people who can pray with you and to break the power of that over your lives, even while you're awake. God came to give us peace, to give us rest, to give us health. And Jesus says, I've given you authority in the same way that I confronted the powers of darkness. So can you too. So we come and we pray in the name of Jesus. We say, deliver us from evil. Give us sleep and may the power of the enemy be pushed back from our lives. So we need to pray. But there's one other thing we need to do as well. See, the truth is that when we're experiencing these kinds of nightmares, we need to ask the question, why is this happening? What has opened the door to this kind of attack? How have I allowed the enemy to come in? What authority have I given him in my life? And in fact, one of our board members here at God Conversations, Vicki Clark, has a really powerful prayer ministry in this area, and she's actually been used of God to deal with these kind of situations. So I asked her to give us some wisdom in this area. 
And Vicky teaches this really important principle that when we have sin in our lives or when we've been involved in activities that have engaged the demonic, then we've given license, we've given permission for the enemy to come in and invade our world. And so the solution to that is not only praying, but addressing the the open door that's allowed that to come in. So when I've done something that is not of God, when I've when I've committed sin, it's to go through this process of of repentance and saying to God, forgive me for that. And that in itself has power and it has authority. And that sin that we have in our lives not only affects our own lives, but it affects those around us. And so sometimes this area needs to be addressed by a wider circle of people. For example, Vicky tells of a story of an eight-year-old boy that was struggling with nightmares, and every nightmare had this really deep sense of fear in them. And both his mum and he came to a prayer time with Vicky and her team. And it all came out, this, this recurring deep sense of fear that it had invaded their family, not just in their sleeping life, but in their waking life. And then they came together and they prayed and they prayed it through and they released that fear. They asked forgiveness for the door that had been opened, allowing that to enter. And then as they commanded the fear to leave, the nightmares completely ended. So it's about addressing the reason why the enemy was allowed to come in. The scriptures talk about allowing the enemy to have a foothold in our lives. There's also another legal foothold that the enemy has, and that is often the case where we enter a place where the enemy has resided. You know, the interesting thing about God is that God is everywhere. He fills the whole earth. He's the creator of the earth, and there's no place that he's limited from. But the enemy has spirits that occupy territory. We see this in Jesus's ministry. Uh, the enemy came into people's lives, and then the enemy goes into pigs. Like there is a, a possession and a place where the enemy is um, limited to. But sometimes in places where there have been demonic activities, where curses have been made or where people have engaged in the occult, the enemy has permission to reside in those places. And therefore, again, we need to pray that the enemy would be removed from those places. Vicky tells of a story of her local church when someone phoned in the church and they said, we need some ghostbusters to come and help us. Well, the story goes that they'd just moved into a home in the local area and they'd having all sorts of spiritual manifestations in the home. They were having these dreaded feelings of cold and they were hearing unusual noises and they'd been experiencing constant nightmares since they had moved in. So Vicky and her team of intercessors went in and they, they were experienced prayers and they went in and they used those weapons of warfare that the scripture talks to us about and they took authority over the enemy and they commanded those evil spirits to leave in the power and in the name of Jesus. That family saw the power of God work right before their eyes. The story goes that they end up giving their lives to Jesus and the harassment and the nightmares stopped. So if it is a spiritual dream, if it is sourced from the enemy, the weapons that we have are prayer and repentance. So if you're experiencing those kind of dreams, we need to ask ourselves some questions. Firstly, well, what is my relationship with God like? Is there any area where I've resisted Him? Is there any sin in my life? 
where I, that I need to repent of? Is there any place that I have allowed the enemy to enter my life? And as we do that, then we need to go to God and confess our sin. The scriptures say if we confess our sin, there's forgiveness. But also, if we confess our sin, we're no longer giving the enemy a right to enter. We have the victory in Christ. The Holy Spirit in us is far more powerful than any spiritual enemy. But sin means that the enemy can get in. And so we need to come before God in repentance so that doesn't happen. There is a third option for the source of our nightmares, and we're going to talk about that right after the break. What does God sound like? How do I know it's Him? They're the questions I asked myself at 21. I'd read stories of God speaking throughout the Bible, but I'd never heard His voice for myself. So I decided to try it out. Speak, Lord, and if you make it really clear, I'll do whatever you say. My new book, God Conversations, is all about what happened when I heard God's voice. It won't tell you how to hear it as much as it will show you. As Jesus promised, we can all recognise His voice and know it enough to follow. Buy it now at godconversations.com. There is a third source of our nightmares. Not all bad dreams or nightmares come from the spiritual world. The third source of our nightmare is from ourselves. They're dreams that come about because something has happened in our lives, some sort of trauma or some sort of wound that's taken place in our history and that comes out in our dreams. And if you think about it, this kind of nightmare is an unfinished story. It's a, it's a dream that needs resolution. For example, the dream stops before the victim is rescued or before the bad guy is caught or before the lost person is found. So you might find yourself imprisoned or trapped or hunted or lost or about to be killed and attacked. You're unable to run. You can't escape or hide. You can't communicate or defend ourselves. And there's no end to the story. The dream ends before there's any chance of resolution. And in that place, we often wake up and we wake up in a state of fear of being overwhelmed. And these kind of dreams can happen time and time again, even with the same theme. I remember chatting with one lady and she constantly dreamt of falling off a cliff. Another one kept losing her brother. Another was being chased relentlessly. And this happened, but with, with no resolution. There was no end to it. So you woke up right in the middle where things were going wrong and there was no resolution. These kind of dreams don't come from the enemy. They usually reveal an unresolved issue that needs to be addressed, an area of life that needs healing. And, and it all comes up in our dreams. These kind of dreams are like an alert. Something is wrong and we need to address them. So we don't pray that the dream goes away. We address the reason and what is going on in our lives, what has happened, because the dream is a great revealer. You know, when we are injured or wounded in life, 
physically. We might cut our arm, for example. Our bodies are wired to heal itself. Antibodies are sent to the area. Scar tissue begins to form. Our bodies are wired for healing. God made us to be whole. And it's the same phenomenon with our brains. When we sleep, our brains are processing things that have happened in our past and they move us towards healing. God made us to be whole. It's part of his healing mechanism. So what we need to do is to cooperate with the nightmare. Cooperate with the dream. Don't pray it away, but actually ask yourself, why is this happening to me? See, this is the reason why counsellors in counselling courses actually do training on how to do dream work. And usually in these kind of situations, they might talk through, well, what's happening in the dream? And then dig a little deeper to see what's happened in the past. And then to bring a finish to the story, rewrite the story of our trauma. There's a book called Dreams and Spiritual Growth by Savory Byrne and Kaplan Williams. If you're interested in this topic, I I highly recommend it. These are Christian counsellors who really describe the nature of dream work and how to deal with this sort of thing. They tell a story of a reoccurring dream by a Catholic priest. He has this nightmare that replays a scene that actually happened to him in his waking life during the Vietnam War. But 10 years later, he's still having the same nightmare. He tells the the dream, he says, I'm in Vietnam. I hear helicopters coming in with the wounded and dying at around 2 p.m. I immediately go to the chapel to get the things I use in administering the sacraments of the last rites to those who are dead and dying. I go down the corridor to the receiving room of the hospital where they bring up the wounded. But before I can enter the door, The dream stops and I wake up. See, even though he'd been in that story 10 years previous, there's still a recurring dream that comes over and over and over again. He wakes up in fear. It's a nightmare because he can't administer the last rites. And as they began to unpack that story, they realised that this man had unresolved feelings about what happened in the war. And they talked about the pain that he had felt and the questions he'd had about God in the midst of such incredible suffering and the uselessness he felt throughout the process. And he talked those issues through and they began to rewrite the story. He began to accept the reality of the ugliness of war and his place in it and what he could and couldn't do to help. But the fact that the nightmare kept coming back again and again and again showed him that he was blocking those feelings. They were too unbearable to face. So, of course, the dream keeps coming back. Alert, alert, something is wrong. There's all these unresolved issues. You know, I often think about veterans from wartime and they won't talk about their feelings, but it will go underground because it's unresolved and it's still eating away at them. It's still causing stress and ill health and anxiety. In fact, this this man couldn't sleep at night. He was fearing his sleep and he had light sleep and he would keep getting up during the night to go to the toilet. It was really affecting him and his health. But in this case, again, it's not a case of sitting down and praying for the dream to go away. It's about addressing the issues and it's about looking at, okay, let's finish the story well. And these three counsellors go on to to tell how they counselled this man and how they rewrote the story and how they began to find God in the midst of that difficult situation and come to terms with the reality of war. 
to finish the story. This man did what he could to help, but there were some realities that he couldn't do. And in the dream, he's trying to help them, but he couldn't. And he had to come to terms with that in his own heart. Well, as you can guess, as I worked through some of those issues, as he received counselling, he received healing, and then the nightmares stopped. So what does this mean for ourselves? Well, when we have this kind of nightmare that's an unresolved story, we need to think and reflect upon the dream. What's happening in it? What's the common theme? What's the source of my fear? Or what's the source of my rejection or my abandonment? Is it some regret from the past that needs confronting? At what point does the story of the dream end? Nightmares like this are an opportunity to confront the problem and to deal with it. It points to the way that God has made us to be whole and to be healthy. It's almost like having your own personal counsellor. So what do we do with nightmares? Just to recap, we ask ourselves, first of all, where is it coming from? It's not likely to be a dream from God if it's causing you fear and dread and condemnation. The voice of the Spirit always leads us into joy and love and freedom. However, it could be a warning dream that calls us to act on something, either physically or to pray. And God has called us to be part of the solution. So it might not just be for ourselves, but it might be for someone else. The second source of the dream, it could be a spiritual dream. We live in the reality of spiritual warfare that behind the scenes of our material lives, there is an enemy who seeks to devour and we need to be on the alert. And we also need to use the weapons that have been given to us. We use the weapon of prayer in the name of Jesus to confront the enemy and to defeat his forces. And then, of course, we need to examine our own lives. What areas of our lives is there unresolved sin that we need to confess and actually understand that God has given us the victory as we follow him. And lastly, of course, sometimes a nightmare will alert us to do something about it. And this is true for children as it is for adults. In fact, often children do have nightmares and it's worth really looking at what's happening. You know, that monster in their dream could be an issue of being bullied on the playground. And it's not going to just go away by saying, forget about the dream, go back to sleep. Instead, we look at what's happening. How can I equip my child to deal with that, or if it's an issue for prayer, then to use the weapon of the name of Jesus to defeat that. Well, I hope that's been helpful for you today and given you some real practical tools about how you can deal with your nightmares. And and as you listen today, we're praying that God will speak to you clearly about the issues in your lives, that you'll be able to discern His voice above every other that you hear. Great to have you on the show today. Don't miss the next episode by subscribing on iTunes. Search for God Conversations, leave us a review so others can learn to hear God's voice too. 